Hey, <laughs> good morning, my friends. It's freaking the 14th of uh, December 2018, right? That's correct, 14th, I believe. Hippity hoppity, freaking Santa's on his way. Say some shit like that, I don't know. Being inundated by uh, holiday spirit, by friggin' holiday music, try to play at the office in increments that are tolerable, play it for the morning, maybe the afternoon, we'll rock it out, we have a nice hearth that is burning uh, um, some open flames via a large tablet, so you can come in, kind of stare into the flames and just be mesmerized as the flames lick the air, and combustion occurs in that fireplace, that virtual fireplace. I'm big time into this concept of virtual reality. I've been dicking around with um, these Google Cardboards, essentially is what they are. They were about, what, $12 on sale, $12 at Staples. Buddy told me about VR, how there's something called Oculus, and um, that's like the forerunner. Facebook owns Oculus, I believe. So it's this big rectangular headset you put on. You've got a little joystick you manipulate with one hand. And if you like, you can use both hands. Now, I never had much success with it. Personally, I'm a righty. But uh, manipulate that joystick, got the headset on. You can download these apps that will essentially put you inside a video game. So you can be playing your favorite video game. You can be, I, I am most interested in it so that I can um, go on virtual hikes and meditation experiences, put me on a beach, let's say I'm having a shitty day, uh, or I just need a little bit of downtime, you know, I'm big with, I'm big with that. Part of my issue is that by choice and by preference, I often find myself on the stage, so doctor-patient interactions, uh, the boot camp, some public speaking that I've done, assemblies and shit like that, I wind up in front of people, I have, I'm a bit of an entertainer, found a thespian in me, in my mid-30s, actually maybe it was probably my 20s, when I took a public speaking class, which is terrifying to most people, it's like the number one fear next to falling or whatever, spiders, shit like that, public speaking. People do not like getting up in front of large groups, and I was no exception. Uh, The Marine Corps kind of worked some of that out of my system because I wanted to be an effective Marine, an effective leader, and you can't be shy. You have to be kind of like, this is a mission, we're on it, and so that's a big part of where my my background is, is... uh, small unit leadership tactics, interacting with different people, complex individuals, solving complex problems and just working together. So you can't be somebody who doesn't get along with anybody. You have to reach out and be able to communicate and be a likable person. So that was part of my mission and part of my um, a goal that I set to become better at. So where am I going with this? I found the thespian in me. For a public speaking class, I was like 22. 
I got out of the core 23 maybe. I went enrolled in a local community college. I had to take all these prerequisites to start my healthcare career studies anyway. Um, so among them was this public speaking course. What the hell was that guy's name? Dr. Walter. He was a little guy. looked a little bit like a Snoopy. looked a little bit like Snoopy. Small, very kind, very nice, horrible breath, wear ridiculous sweaters. But he was a public speaking teacher, had a little bit of um, background in theatrics. And we had to introduce ourselves as a celebrity, or we had to um, tell a story about somebody in our family or something that means something to us, the mission. We had to write some notes or a, a short speech, and then we had to give it, had to study some speeches from famous individuals, etc. And then for our grand finale, uh, class by class, we'd have to get up every so often, every few classes, and actually speak in front of the class. And it was terrifying. Here I was a guy for, again, 23 years. I was older than the average student in the class. So I had maturity. I had been all around the world. I had led groups of a dozen individuals or more, you know, had to had to take care of these guys. So I had some leadership experience, but I still got up there and my face turned beet red, my neck flushed and my heart pounded out of my chest and I couldn't breathe. And I was like, oh, well, there was this, you know, and I'm like, this sucks. So I had to kill that demon. And for my finale, I had to introduce a celebrity. It was uh, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. And so I went up there and did kind of this crazy act including all some other cast of characters in the end or the uh, WWF I think it was at the time this was 1994 95 96 it was 1997 so coming full circle here I spend a lot of time up on stages. I, it's part of why I do this podcast. I like to be expressing myself in various ways. As a consequence of that, you know, I've got to balance that out somehow. So when I'm off, when I'm done for the week, I don't want to do shit, man. I mean, I don't want to go to a family holiday party necessarily. I don't want to you know, be going out for a, a dinner date with another couple. I mean, I have, and, I, and I'd like to be better at this. I think it's an imbalance that I have where I, I go from one extreme to the next, right? But that's how I justify it. Because I'm always on stage talking and caring and all that, I just kind of want to do something mindless, you know? So I'm really looking forward to sitting on the couch tomorrow in, in the, on a nice rainy day with my kids and my dogs and my wife and having a nice meal somewhere. And just getting in holiday mode. Driving through next week, helping everybody I can. And then taking a week off. We all need this time off. It's important. And what are we working for? You know, why do we work as hard as we do? If it's to spend some quality time and have some experiences with the people that you love. And so I want to do more of that. I get home at like 8.30, 8 o'clock, 8.30 on most nights by the time the office is cleaned up and ready to go. And so I, I need my downtime. Hold on.
you lock it. All right, love you. <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard that, but listen, man, it's the same shit. There's always some friggin' bullshit, right? There's always a garage door that won't close or some kind of nonsense like that. And I got a crazy busy day and now I got to ride home on my lunch break, which is not ample and make sure that I can close the fucking garage. So, um, maybe I'll check with my neighbor. The hell was I at? I'm looking forward to some freaking quality time today. Let me tell you something. If you fucking go to my house and you're nosing around in my garage, first of all, you ain't going to find shit that's worth much. All right? Maybe an Amazon package that gets put there or something. If you go on my property and take any of my freaking shit or nose around my what's mine, my dogs are going to eat your freaking genitals off. All right? And they're going to freaking burp and... Four, six hours later, those friggin' dogs are going to dump your genitals right out on my lawn in the form of a nice, turd, smelly one, okay? I will probably also kill you as well, all right? So, um, at least smack you around, send you away with your tail between your legs, pull your pants down, spank your little fat little ass right in my friggin' driveway for the entire community to see. Don't fuck with me, all right? I can help you, I can hurt you. So, uh, yeah. What do we fucking got now? So, I, I uh, came up with the concept this morning. So, when a sh- bunch of shit drops in your lap, we gotta find, try to find a way to navigate through this thick fog that this world can sometimes be. And I had friends come in, patient I saw yesterday, telling me that pondering the big questions of life, like, how can this life be so friggin' traumatic and dramatic and painful, and there's got to be something after it, maybe there does, maybe there's got to be, maybe there is a life after death, maybe there'll be some utopia, which I've cast doubt on personally, um, but I, th- I think that this is where we are now, we need to make the best of it, we need to struggle through this world and try to come home with some wins. And that's what I've done and will continue to do. you got to also try to find ways to whistle while you work. So um, there are various comedy routines that you can ascribe to uh, for your amusement. Some people watch their Netflix shows or Netflix specials. I just, uh, while I was brushing my teeth this morning, I searched this uh, comedian that I often reference, but I can't remember the, all of his lines. It's Dom Irera. This is from the 80s, 90s time frame. Guy was in his heyday. He does this Italian thing. This Italian uh, impersonation, which is near and dear to my heart because I grew up around a lot of Italians. So he got this, he sounds a little bit like this. He goes, yeah, how you doing, man? He's like, I teach Italian. I actually uh, I actually teach Italian. Uh, people think it so they could be more Italian. You know, like I, it's, people had to introduce themselves. It's like, yeah, hey, how you doing? Hey. How come you weren't there? Hey, everybody was there. Got little Petey, big Petey, regular Petey was there, squiggly, muscle marinara. Everybody was there. Hey, forget about it. Right? So if you know Italians, you 
follow that pretty well. He has this other thing where we can use it as an, as an analogy to um, remind us of how, you know, and make fun, poke fun at our, our shitty days sometimes. He's like, yeah, hey, how am I? I'm okay. Shit, I can't complain. My wife's a pain in the fucking ass. My daughter's married to a piece of shit, asshole. I got a rash so bad on my ass, I can't even sit down. But you know me, I can't complain. <laughs> you gotta freaking find the humor in it, man. Because if you don't laugh, sometimes you will cry. And so, uh, I have a couple friends who actually do uh, stand-up comedy. And I've been meaning to get out there and see them. And some one of these days, hopefully I will. But I look at them and I, and I see the... That, that it is something that is really, they find rewarding, and some of them, I think, are doing it and getting paid paid for it, and have earned quite a bit of respect for being around in these communities, starting at open mics, going out there and putting yourself, um, opening yourself to the entire world, and risking failure, and coming home with some wins, making some people laugh, you run into a tough crowd, a tough spot, you know, and and you get through it, you find a way to solve that problem and make people laugh and get in their heads and it's an awesome thing, we all need to laugh a little bit more so today, maybe uh, go on YouTube and find some of the old comics look up Rodney Dangerfield or some uh, uh, Dice Clay, Andrew Dice Clay uh, Sam Kinison some earlier, some newer guys um, Dane Cook is a good one there was a whole uh, audio tape series that Adam Sandler did way back with Tollbooth Willie and um, all these various characters that I'm going to pull up. I think that I remember that being really funny. The Jerky Boys, they would do their prank calls, or if you're a dumbass, you'd say prank or crank calls. Um, we got to find ways to laugh and keep a light heart. Because being stressed out and depressed and anxious about everything, when all these problems arise, and they will, you know, my freaking garage is stuck stuck open. My father is experiencing atrial fibrillation and spent a lot of time with doctors and in and out of hospitals. I had patients who come to me who, who are having a real tough time, having horrible pain and doctors can't seem to to help them and uh, it's my job fortunately to help them and the strategies that we can employ whether you're in healthcare or you're just a civilian are to be there and to listen and to make someone laugh, amuse them, try to take them in a different direction than in their pain, in their stress, in their misery in their current of dysfunction, right? So maybe we can make somebody laugh. Maybe we can give them fucking... I got uh, little uh, peppermints in my office. Maybe I give them a peppermint. Maybe I fucking play the ukulele for them. Maybe we play their favorite music. That's what we're going to do today on this this Friday. We're going to drive through any of the bullshit like a friggin' running back, like an unstoppable force, like a friggin' bowling ball, 
under expert frickin' play. Bowling 300s, man. Strikes. We're knocking bowling pins, stress, bullshit, nastiness, pain out of our way. That's what we're going to do. I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to do it for myself. And at the end of the day, I'm going to freaking take off my little bowling glove. And I'm going to go up to the bar after I beat everybody in the fucking lanes. And I'm going to have a beer and laugh at my friends. And we're going to go at it again tomorrow. And that's what we fucking do. So find some comic relief today. Help each other. Kick ass and take names. It is Friday or Friday. And so it's almost over, my friends, for most of us. It's almost over for this week. Let's enjoy the weekend. It's going to be rainy. Make the best of it. Spend some quality time with your friends and family. Love and respect. Drill.